For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Everybody out there, peace and blessings. Uh, this looks like my man Rail on the line. Yeah, what's good, man? I'm on the line. Everything is good. Everything is good. Everything is good. Let's go ahead and bring on uh, our other host on the line, 708-674. I believe this is uh, Nina Purple Rain. Hello. Hey, that was all dry. Hello. <laughs> I'm tired, man. What's going on, y'all? I'll be telling you about being all dry when you hosting. Now, come on. What's going on now? I'm going to try to muster as much energy as I can for y'all. What's going on, man? That's what we need right there. That's what we need right there. How y'all feeling tonight? Man, that's wonderful. That's good. That's good. Let's go down the line. Let's check with the host and see how their day was. We can start off, or their week was. Let's go ahead and start off with Nina Purple. My week was actually wonderful. I had a real good week. I got to hang out with family members that I haven't seen in a while and stuff and checked on everybody, make sure everybody okay. Everybody in my family good. Everybody healthy. Everybody good. Uh man, so I had a wonderful week, y'all. Wonderful week. About to go down to Atlanta to do some filming for my movie that's coming out in a couple of months. But yeah, other than that, I'm great. I'm great. Well, you definitely be careful going down to Atlanta because right now they uh, COVID is sending Atlanta up right now. You know, most yeah. definitely. Yes, it is. Uh, Oh, Jesus. I ain't going now anyway. I'm going like, it's probably going to be like a, about a month or so before I go. But um, that's just what I got stirring up right now. Yeah. Well. All right. Let's go to my man, Imperial Real. What's up, my brother? Tell everybody how was your week? What's going on in your world? My week's been pretty good, man. I just been running around filling shirt orders for this new product line I got coming. And um, also preparing for this video shoot I have Saturday. I'm shooting a video from my album that I had released. I'll be shooting that this Saturday. And uh, so I just been running around trying to get things situated for that. Make sure that everybody that's playing a part in the video is prepared and, you know, everything's situated. But other than that, man, my week's been blessed. All right, tell everybody about this album, man, and um, how they can get it once you release it. Uh, well, it's already released. It's on iTunes. It's, uh, it's called uh, Love, Sex, Drugs, and Controversy, Everything Sells. It's available on all streaming digital platforms. Or if you're, you know, a old school kind of guy at all or female like myself, you want a physical copy, I can get you CDs in your hands. So you can either stream it online, that's iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play Music, Tidal, 
anywhere that you want to go, YouTube, wherever, you know, you can stream it wherever, or you can contact me directly, Imperial Real Real, and I can get you a physical hard copy in your hand. That's what I'm talking about right there. Even in the midst of the pandemic, we got you know what I mean? And that's what I'm talking about right there. That's the way, you know, that's the example. You know, it, you know, COVID don't stop nothing. Pandemics don't stop nothing. You know, they may delay things. They definitely don't stop it. You know, as far as my world is concerned, brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, I am moving forward with the projects that I have. We have the National Spoken Word Awards coming up September the 5th. So, um, voting for that actually closes at the end of the month. You can go to www.nationalspokenwordawards.com and vote for your favorite spoken word artist. We got the Dub C's Awards coming up this Saturday, and uh, I'm excited about that. Also, well, and like YouTube, um, just finished a video shoot for uh, one of the legends of Chicago hip hop, which is the other um, group that I am involved in. And uh, we are releasing that this Saturday. So I am looking forward to that also as well. So ladies and gentlemen, you know, let's get this thing started. Uh, let's go to chat channel um, and find out um, how Precious Week was. Let's go ahead and go to her. Precious, you have the line. Just tell everybody what's going on with you, what's up with you, and how your week Oh, actually, you know what? She's not on. So let's go ahead and... Uh, start this show man um let's put the question on the table purple you came up with it the last show uh it is all in the inbox it is all in your text message so let's talk about it let's revisit it and um you put the question on the table okay purple uh hold on purple that mute stuff now we can't be that do that mute stuff now come on i'll be fussing at you i didn't hear you i thought i lost you i didn't hear you what did you say okay i want you to go ahead this is your invention um you were the one that created this question tonight about triggers so um let's go ahead and you let you put it on the table and find out you know um what the question is tonight and then we'll go to the call well, the question tonight is, um, like, triggers. Like, um, what are your triggers? Um, is it in, like, is it any, like, what, 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 what are your triggers? And are your triggers, like, do they um, affect your life or do they affect your, your relationship? Is it maybe something that, you know, your significant other does that, you know, pisses you off? Like, what are your triggers? There's so many things that can trigger us, you know what I mean, from certain situations. Maybe it's from past relationships. Maybe it's from things that alter your, you know, your child, you know, your, 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 um, but it's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of triggers that I think we all have. Some people have triggers and don't even know they have them. So that's the question that we're asking everybody tonight. Like, what are your triggers? Are they affecting your life? Um, you know what I'm saying? Are they affecting your life? Your relationship? Um, and, yeah, that's the question. Okay, so what's your triggers? Let's deal with you first, and then we'll go to rail, and then I'll come down, and then we'll go to the phone, phone line. My triggers is somebody yelling at me. It used to be somebody raising their hand up 
Like, you know what I mean? Anybody can raise their hand up and trigger a long time ago. But now my trigger is somebody hollering and yelling and screaming at me or getting too close to me like you trying to, you know what I mean, getting too close to too aggressive to me like you want to hurt me or something. You know, Those are my triggers. So my man, like that. And, then, and another one is calling me out my name. Calling me out my name. And... Okay, since your phone is going in and out, and I, I don't know why, see if you can make an adjustment on your phone. But I heard you calling you out your name, raising your hand, raising a hand at you, and raising a voice at you. Um, it's okay to say that those are triggers, but now we got to get into the question: Why are they triggers? What was it that happened to you in your past life that now makes these things triggers? The reason, like, first of all, by me being a domestic violence survivor, let's get that out there. By me being a domestic violence survivor things that, you know, happened when I was in, you know, uh, that abusive relationship. And so it's like some of it still kind of bothers me, but then some of it don't. I'm better now than what I used to be because I used to just be a a wreck, a nervous wreck. You holler at me, I'm going to start crying. You close the door, I'm going to start Freaking out, you slam it like slam the door. I'm gonna start freaking out. You raise your hand, and you just be raise your hand to reach someone on the top or something. I jump or stuff like that. So I don't do none of that no more. But my main thing is being disrespectful. I can't stand nobody to be disrespectful and call. That is just my biggest pet peeve, more so than anything. Okay. I got that. And uh, if you are on some type of earpiece or device, that may be the reason why you're going in and out. So let's let's go ahead and go to um, Imperial Real, my brother. Um, tell us what are some of your triggers and um, and why. Well, some of my triggers, I, I, I can't stand a lot. You know what I'm saying? I I can't stand a lot. And if you don't lie, then you'll do anything. A liar is one of my biggest triggers. I'd rather you tell me the upfront, honest truth, even if it's going to hurt. If you got a lie, then you'll do anything to deceive me. A liar is one, one of my triggers. A cheater is another one of my triggers. You know, if you got to cheat, then there's no need. Just be single. Be yourself, you know what I'm saying, and separate. I mean, you know, I just inconsistency is another trick. If you're gonna if you're gonna do something, be a man or a woman of your word. Don't be inconsistent. If you're gonna do it, do what you say you're gonna do. If something comes up and, and you're able to tell me ahead of time, I can respect that. But don't just don't tell me something came up and just blow it off and be inconsistent with what you've been consistent with. You know, and it's those are my triggers because. I look at it like this. When you are in a relationship with someone, you're trying to build towards something, which may be equal out to be marriage. If y'all are working towards getting to know each other, then the end result is possibly marriage. So if you're already showing me inconsistencies in a relationship, 
then I know I'm not going to marry you. So that shows me that I have to separate myself from you. And I've just dealt with that in relationships and in friendships, the inconsistency, the lying, and, you know, just a bunch of stuff that make me feel like I, I want to be around a solid bunch of people. That's why the group of people that I associate myself with now, I can honestly say they're a solid group of people. And, that you know, that's a, a plus for me. If some if somebody's talking, I can't hear you. Somebody's speaking, I cannot hear you. It sounded like somebody was speaking, but then it got quiet. Yeah, it got quiet. Cannot hear you. Somebody's phone is breaking. I up, was so. done addressing the situation on my end, so if somebody else wants to take the floor, then they're more than welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, so we have, I guess we had a little bit of, we had a little bit of technical difficulty there, um, and occasionally we will have that with this talk shoe network. However, um, the question I was asking you, um, brother Imperial, real before we got cut off, is that I understand that you know lying, cheating, those things are triggers for you, but what was it that happened to you in your past? that uh, caused those things to be you know, several incidents you know, of, of different things, man, that, that led me to understand that these things make me a different person than I wanted to. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and even in the instances where these things happened, they didn't teach me about the person that done it. It taught me more about myself. I got to learn who I was and what I would and wouldn't accept as a person. So when those things happen, it strengthens me in the end. I mean, you know, I've dealt with people lying. I've dealt with females cheating. I've been the person cheating. I've done these things to people and had these things done to me. So... In the end, I realized that the best thing to do is be the person that you want to find in your life. If you become the person that you want to deal with, then those will be the type of people that you attract in the end. All right, I can dig that. I can dig that. I, 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 I can dig that right there. And, you know, my, my thing is, you know, I have um, a few triggers. You know, seeing the relationship that my father had with my mother, seeing the relationship that uh, my sisters have had with, uh, you know, their children's father. You know, uh, one of the triggers that I have is um, speaking to me and using profanity while you're speaking to me. And I'm just talking about as far as a relationship, you know, um, there's no reason why you have to express yourself to me by cursing at me while you're expressing yourself to me. I'm, that's going to make me kind of like uh, put my guards up. That's going to make me uh, feel a certain kind of way where 
I have to defend myself. You know, and uh, when you when you talk about a man, you talk about ego, you talk about pride. You talk about ego, you talk about pride, you talk about all those good things. And um, you know, that's one of the that that's one of the triggers for me. Like I said, the reason why is because it reminds me of watching family drink and and, and, and get drunk and get tipsy. And then the next thing you know, they're arguing and, and fighting with one another, you know. And so these are things that I didn't want to repeat in my generation. You know, um, another trigger for me is the word nigger. I don't like to be called nigger. I don't like that being used, you know, when it's referring to me. You know, I just feel, you know, from my own perspective that I'm better than that. And in order for me to get you to respect that I'm better than that, then there are some things that, you know, I just don't want to tolerate. And when those things do happen, you know, like I said, they they provide triggers for me. And there are some more things that I'm going to bring up as the show goes on. But we do have callers on time. And uh, we definitely want to get those callers on. So let's go ahead and bring on 773-818. Call us. State your name. And Yo, where are you calling? Man. Yo, this your man L1 calling from Chicago, Southside. CPT, what's good? All right, my brother, we're talking about triggers tonight. There are some things that make you. There are some things that make you upset. There are some things that make you angry. You know, there are some things that piss you off. Uh, We want to know what those things are, what those triggers are, and then we want to know why they are triggers. Oh yeah, I got a uh, I got a million triggers, but I'm just narrow it down to two. I got a million. Anything can really trigger me out because I've been through a lot and I'm on a lot of medication that got a lot of side effects. So you never know what might trigger me and what might not trigger me. But my biggest trigger is disloyalty. If somebody helping someone, then somebody turning around being ungrateful, or somebody's there for somebody and that person is turning around stabbing that person in the back when that person did all they can do to help you. So that's a major that's a major trigger for me. Oh, let me get up out of here. Yeah. But that's a major trigger hey, for me. You know, uh, a betrayal. You know, uh, and another trigger of mine is um, basically uh, somebody getting loud with me. I grew up in a household. I grew up in a household with, where people in my house didn't know how to really talk. All they know how to do is yell. So I used to always say, when I grow up, I ain't gonna be the one that's always yelling. But then I find myself yelling. So you know, that's a big trigger hey, for me. You know, so I know I got to deal with that on my own. But then my worst triggers, man, the um, the, the uh, disloyalty. The I'm smiling in your face one minute stabbing you in the back in the next minute, saying something one minute, and saying something different in the next minute. So that's a big trigger of mine. Once I find out that you're disloyal and you're not that friend that you described yourself, hey, to be, it's basically a rap with me. Ain't no more. We need to be talking more about it because I'm not going to be your friend anyway. 
he know more because I see that disloyalty brings distrust. Distrust brings I can end up doing something to you when I said I would never do nothing to you. So, yeah, that's one of my triggers, bro. I mean, two of my All right. Well, let's go ahead and go to the host. And um, let's find out what the host feels about, you know, what you said and some of those things you said. And they may share some of those same triggers as you just spoke. So let's go ahead and go to Kentucky Zone, Favorite Son, Imperial Real Rail. My brother, what was your thoughts about that? And guys, we're getting feedback in the background. I don't know what's happening. I don't It sounds like something is scraping or something like that. So just be cognizant of the noise in your background. Let's go ahead and go to Imperial. Okay. Um, go ahead, my brother. You're up. I totally, I totally agree with L1, though. I totally agree with L1, for real, because if you disloyal, man, that's a that's a big no-no. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know what I'm saying? That part of it, I totally agree with. I mean, you know, I, it, it's like, like I said, if you, if you change the way you talk to people, that'll make people change the way they talk to you. You know? If you go at someone and everything that you say is, you know, motherfucker this, nigga that, tell you this, you know, if, if everything you say to them is like that, then that's the kind of conversation that they're going to reciprocate back to you. But if you, you know, you, you learn to, see, we have to learn that we got to unlearn and relearn a better way in order to grow. Because a lot of the things that we saw as kids growing up, were not proper ways. But we didn't learn it until we became adults. And by that time, a lot of that stuff was already stuck within us. So now we have to change it around. So, yeah, I, I totally understand and I feel where he's coming from. All right, let's go ahead and bring uh, Purple Rain on. And, uh, sister, we um, have a comment by L1. We want to know what your thoughts was on basically what he said. I totally agree with him, especially when he said being disloyal and being ungrateful and you got people that's helping you and you act like, you know what I'm saying, like you just blatantly don't give a shit. It's just, man, I agree with everything he said. L1, you hit it on the nail. You really did. You called in and hit it out the ballpark. I believe. I I agree with you. Some of the things that make me, you know what I'm saying, to get on my nerves, too. So I agree. Yeah, you know, and uh, one of the things my brother spoke about as far as loyalty, you know, was concerned. You know, you would think that when you showed somebody, you know, that, you know, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to look out for you. I'm going to make sure that you know, when it comes to me and how I treat you, that I'm going to put your best interest up front, you know, that that person will reciprocate and do the same for you. Now, I'm not talking about necessarily or specifically financially or anything like that, because different people are in different positions to do different things. But as far as, you know, how they treat you, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, if you look in your call log and we talk every day or every other day, but you ain't got no outgoing calls coming to me. All you got is incoming calls coming from me, <laughs> you know, then, you know, we may have to reevaluate our relationship. You know what I'm saying? Somewhat, you know, and that's on a small scale. 
you know, and I'm gonna bring L1 back off mute, brother Ellington. I see you on the line. Um, that's on a smaller scale, but I think you guys kind of like understand what I'm saying. L1, you wanna um, uh, say some words based on what we the feedback that we got? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. It's it's plain and simple. Treat me how I treat you. It ain't it ain't no rocket scientist to that. If I show you respect, if I'm willing to pick up my phone and dial your number, you should be willing to pick up your phone and dial my number. It shouldn't be a thousand calls from me and zero calls they from you. That means I'm checking on you. You not checking on me. Come on, man. It's a, everything is a two way street. Everything is. You're never gonna just run into just a one way street unless it's just going that way. But that ain't the street I'm trying to take. I'm trying to take so it can be me and you together. I'm not even talking about money. Maybe you don't have the money to pay me back. Maybe you don't, and I won't even be mad at you. But when it comes to communication and showing each other love and respect, no, that's a two-way street all day long. If I talk to you nice, I'm expecting you to talk to me nice. I ain't saying sugarcoat me. Keep it 100 with me because I'm going to keep it 100 with you at all times, whether you like it or not. That's just my character. I can't be I, – I don't know how to be a fake friend. I'm sorry. I just don't know how to be one. You know, me laughing in your face and really not liking you, nah, you would never had that out of me because I don't do that. If I like you, I genuinely like you. If I don't, then I don't mess with you. But I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like this is Mr. Rogers' neighborhood and everything is all good when it's not. The truth is the truth. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Bottom line. You can't dodge that. So that's what I got to say. And I respect everybody, you know, that had an input on what I had to say. But, you know, I love everybody on this line. And I truly do. I truly do. I respect y'all opinion enough, you know, but to understand that, hey, we on one accord. But if we ain't reading out the same book, then it's something wrong. You know what I'm saying? If you're on a different page than what I'm on, then it's about that best we both go our separate ways because we're supposed to be as one, regardless of what. We can agree to disagree without the disrespect. You don't have to agree with me because I'm not always right. I don't have to agree with you because you're not always right. But just let it be known that we can agree to disagree without hating each other. That's that. Uh, that's all I got to say. I appreciate that. Hang on on the line, man. We're going to go ahead and go to the next caller. We're going to go ahead and go to the next caller, 773-808. And Nina, you want to go ahead and uh, re- visit the question again so that he can make sure that he understands it. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you once I find out who this is. 773-808. Call or state your name and where you're calling from. Uh, this is Brother Duncan. Uh, I was just basically listening, but one thing that was kind of different that was mentioned was a person when you call and then they don't never call you back. Uh, I went through that experience uh, with with this lady. I was calling all the time. We had lively conversation, and uh, when it came down to you know the person calling me, you know they never really called, but I didn't care because I enjoyed the conversation. And then every time I talked to them, they act like they was waiting for me to call them. You know, they even mentioned that a few times. Oh, I was respecting your call and all that. But then 
when uh, my daughter told me, she said, why are you calling her all the time? I said, well, you know, I don't like to play games. You know, I like talking to the person. And, I, I, you know, she said, you need to give the person some air and not call sometime and see what the person about. So it didn't end up because uh, she wasn't calling me or not. It was another dispute that happened that caused us to break up. But from that experience, I kind of sit back on calling all the time. So I guess calling back would, not calling back would be a trigger at this experience in my life. All right, let's go ahead and go to the host and find out what the host thinks about what you said. Let's go ahead and go to Imperial Real. I, I, I definitely understand and, and feel him. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand where everybody's coming from and everybody's making solid points. Solid, very valuable, solid points. I just feel like, you know, at, at the end of the day, now this is my question I pose to everybody. Now that you understand what your triggers are, what can you do to better yourself where there are no longer triggers to you? What can you do to help yourself remove those triggers where they don't bother you as much anymore? Because you're comfortable more with yourself than you are with allowing someone else to rent the space to either make you mad in the first place. Okay, that's the question. Line? Yeah, you still alive. So that, that's the question oh. that he put on the floor. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that's because that's kind of like a learning experience. Uh, uh, I think. I'm talking. Uh, anyway, I got. I, I really got to think about that because. Uh, uh, I really just got to think about that. That's an interesting comment, you know, because. I I think a lot of people play games, you know, mind games, and I'm not into that. And it's, and it's, 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 that's what makes me feel kind of leery about why you got to play a game. You know, if, if just be real, be yourself. So uh, I got to get, I guess the best thing I could do is just sit back and try to notice if the person trying to play nine games and not being real with me. That's all I could do. Whereas certain things wouldn't trigger me so easily. That's the best way I can answer that. Yep, okay, I can see that because we are old enough now to recognize when people are being 100 with us and when they're not. So at that point, for, for me, I'm going to speak on me. For me, what I've done with the triggers that I have is, like I said, I put myself around a lot of like-minded people that operate and move in the same manner that I move. So that means that I changed a lot of the people that were in my inner circle at one time, and now I have an inner circle of people that move on the same wavelength and understanding that I do. Hey, brother, this ain't cool. We can't do this. We can't move like this. You know, this is what goes on in our inner circle is that we understand, you know what I'm saying, 
what it means to be 100% loyal, and the accountability factor plays a huge factor within our circle. You know what I'm saying? If you're wrong, then we're going to hold you accountable for it. And even if you, you know what I'm saying, even when you're wrong, if you're mad enough, open enough to say, hey, I was wrong about that, and hold yourself accountable, it, it gives a larger amount of respect to the situation in a whole. So that's how I feel like the way to eliminate the triggers for me was to change the circles that I ran in. All right, let's go ahead and turn it over to Nina Purple Rain. Uh, we got a lot of things that's put on the table right now, you know, and uh, one of the things that uh, Brother Imperial Real talked about was now that you know what the triggers are how do we begin the process of removing these triggers because and, and that's what I, that's the way i was going to go because see the question I, that i have to ask just piggybacking on his question is do we overreact when we hear something or see something that was similar to something in our past that hurt us are we overreacting today? You know, so I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to um, Nina Purple Rain um, to address those um, questions that if you're real put on the table, how do we get over it? How do we begin to heal from the triggers? And because we have this past hurt, these past demons, are the triggers actually real? You know, when I say real, is someone is someone really doing something to you? Or are they doing something and saying something that's similar to what someone else has actually done to you that caused the hurt and the pain? So I'm going to turn it back over to you, Nina Purple Ray. So with me, as far as mine go, um, overreacting, no. I used to overreact. Overreacting now, no. Because what I've learned is Everybody is not the same, uh, so you can't you can't judge the people that you're with now based on the people that was in were in your past that hurt you, because not everybody is out to hurt you. I also have to realize that you can't get mad at something that you can't control. You know what I mean? So it's the difference between somebody doing something blatant to you which set off your triggers as opposed to someone just acting regular and don't even know that they're, you know, setting you off with certain things. So it's a difference between the two. But me, I had to learn that as I got older, I had to learn to have a peace, learn to have peace, a peace of mind. Even to this day, I still fight and trying to learn how to have peace within myself uh, and just ignore or not let others around me that I feel like I blatantly, you know, being disrespectful bother me. Um, so that's basically what I'm, and then like Imperial Real said, you have to change your inner circle because people that don't want to be a part of your growth, you got to get rid of them. And then sometimes you can hang with people that just like, they like chaos agents. They just like mess. And they like, you know, negativity. And then sometimes some people can bring you down. Sometimes you think you're sick and you think you're depressed and 
uh, got all these uh, mental issues and stuff. Sometimes you really don't. It just could be your environment, the people that you're around that that can bring you down and make you feel like, you know what I'm saying, you got PTSD or make you feel like you, you know, manic depressive or something like that. So you just got to hang yourself around positive people, and I promise you positive outcomes will come. So that's my take on it, guys. Well, you know, the interesting thing about what you said is that someone can make you feel you know when i hear someone saying the term this person made me that's given that person too much power we still have to look within ourselves to see what is it about us what is it that's inside of us that will allow someone to make us feel a certain way um it's almost like someone calling you out your name why does that hurt your feelings why does that make you upset why does that even make you feel like you have to respond many of us feels feel like we got to defend ourselves you know we we have to um show somebody that we ain't no punk we gotta understand and and ask ourselves the question what what is it about us what is it that's inside of us that makes us feel that we got to defend ourselves. Is it insecurity? Is it low self-esteem? It, is it ego? Is it pride? And if it is either of those four things, ego, pride, low self-esteem, insecurity, then it still falls back on us. I always reference um, Barack Obama when he was in office. They dog. They um. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Um. So they they dogged him when he was in office. Did he take the time to respond to everyone that wrote a negative article about him? That's that that posted something on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter about him. Did he take the time to respond to those things? You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying that some of those things did not affect him, but he had an assignment, he had a mission, he had something bigger in place that he wanted to do. And so that's what I want to like input on the table. And that's what I want to bring to the table and talk about, because, see, in the process of getting over these things, we got to deal with four things. We got to deal with our pride. We got to deal with our ego. We got to deal with our recording started. We got to deal with our low self-esteem. And we got to deal with our insecurity. I I want to make sure you guys can still still hear me. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So let's let's deal with that. Let's see if Precious is on the line now. Has Precious gotten on the line yet? I left her number in the inbox. So if somebody wanted to call on a three-way to try to get her on, her number is in the inbox. But these are things that we definitely have to deal with. Let's go back to L1. And let's address the uh, issues. 
I'm going to tell you something, Heisen. I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You have wonderful self-control, but you responding don't mean that it's a pride thing. You responding don't mean that it's necessary uh, um, an ego thing. It's just a reaction thing. And you have wonderful I, – I, I must – I take off my hat to you. You have wonderful patience to where you won't, you know what I'm saying, and respond. I've been around you where you blow things off, but that's what makes you you. That makes you you. We are all individuals that's different. I can't be you, and you can't be me. You ain't walking in my shoes, and I'm not walking in yours. So how I react don't got to necessarily do with pride or got something to do with low self-esteem because I think my self-esteem is off the meter. That's how much I think of myself and how much I love myself, but I know it's a self-control thing. And it's not no because I have to say something back to him. No, it's just that this is my character. This is what makes L1. Like, this is what makes ICE. This is what makes L1. I don't think God made us the same because he need difference. He need balance. You may be my balance. You never thought about that, though. I, I ain't saying you never thought about that, but people may be people balanced. I may be all the way right. You may be all the way left. But when you turn them both on, you got to go to the middle, somewhere in the middle. So I can't beat you. And like I say, you got tremendous, outstanding self-control. You do. I've seen it with my own eyes. But that's not me. And I'm not trying to be you. So I have to respect you for the way you handle things. And it has nothing to do with low self-esteem. It has nothing to do with pride. It has nothing to do with I'm tougher than you, bad than you. I can kill you before you can kill me. Anybody can get shot and anybody can get killed. But the point is that I think I'm an individual man for myself. And me not being the way you are doesn't make my self-esteem lower than yours. Kind of get me? Or, you know, I'm, you know, I'm putting it in a way that I can explain it. Because everybody's no, not going to be as humble as you. If that was the case, then everybody in the world would be, okay, we're going to let everything slide. There, 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 there'd be no war. There'd be no devil. There, there'd be no need for a, 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 a devil at all. There'd be no need for him if everybody was that way. There won't be no evil in the world if everybody was that now, way. Now, everybody not that way. You brought up a good point. So let's remove, for, for the sake of the argument that you've made tonight, which was a wonderful argument, you said it doesn't have to be ego or pride or low self-esteem or insecurity. So let's remove those mm -hmm. to the side. You said it may be a question of someone having more self-control. So let's deal with the self-control issue right there. In order to lose the control of yourself, then that means that something inside of you had to be touched. Something, so A nerve had to be struck in order for you to say, okay, it's time for me to cross this line this line, which is the control line. And so now I have lost self-control. So let's talk about that a little bit because see, triggers will make you do those things. But what is it about us that when we get to the point where we say that losing self-control is okay because I'm angry or because I'm mad or because I'm upset. So that justifies me losing control of self um it's never okay let's just put that on the table it's never okay to lose your control it's never you should never lose your control but 
it being not controllable, you know, you have to deal with that later. I can't sit here and say that I can have control when somebody's trying to kill me. But I'm going to say I'm going to stay calm and cool when somebody's trying to stab me or somebody's going to shoot me. Can't do it. It's not going to happen. You can't slap me in the face and I'm going to turn my cheek. And I'm not trying to get away from what you just said because you made a great point too. It's never cool to lose your control. Never. You're supposed to always, you're not supposed to let people see you sweat. But just so happens, people do sweat. And some people can, can manage it better than others. Now, I won't get mad at you for you letting somebody slap you. And you said, okay, I'm cool with it. You can slap me in the other cheek. That's not L1. You slap me, I'm going to slap the mess out too. Because that's, that's how I roll. But it's never cool to lose your control. You want to always stay in control at all times. At all times. So let me say that. I know it sounds like a contradiction, but really you ain't never supposed to lose control. But that takes a lot of plan. That takes a lot of mastery. It takes a lot of mastery to where you can just say, okay, I'm going to keep cool. I know I'm heated. Hang on Indeed. Indeed. It mastery. Indeed. Right? You, you, you just can't, you know, you just can't wake up Monday and this person that made you go to the to the moon and you shooting sparks out your face to say, I'm finna be cool. I got to address this. You know what I'm saying? So, like I say, man, it's just the, 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 the difference of how men think, you know. And that's all I'm saying. It takes a lot of control. It, it, it takes a lot of self-control not to lose control. You know, you can never good. lose your control. Let's go to bro- Brother Duncan because we, we, we've had having some very um, deep, intense conversations. And first, before I go to Duncan, let's go to the host and see if they want to comment because we've just had a good exchange of, you know, ideals, ideology. Um, of course, no one is the same in the world. Um, we talked about control. We talked about pride. We talked about ego. We talked about self-esteem. We talked about insecurity. We talked about triggers. Let's go ahead and go back to the host. Um, if either of you two wanted to comment on this exchange right here between my brother and I, and we talked about some very, some some very good things that we all have to analyze, you know, um, mainly you know, the self-control. But let's let's go ahead to you guys and and any one of you that want to jump in on that, you can go ahead and do it at this time. I definitely yeah, want to jump in. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, I agree with L1 a thousand million percent because I, when you were sitting up here saying what you were saying, I was like, mm, I was sensing up like, mm, mm, that's not, that, that doesn't have anything to do with it. I swear to God it doesn't, brother. And he is so right. You are so humbling at times. You know what I mean? And honestly, when people know that you are the real nice and you know, real humble, and you know you don't snap at at a you know at, at a heartbeat. When people know that, they eventually gonna start to try to bully you. They gonna try to take advantage of you. They gonna try to push your damn buttons as far as they can and have you in that wall in that corner held up. Sometimes, I mean, like 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 L one said, you gotta apologize for it later. But sometimes you got to, man, you got to come out fighting and let people know at the end of the day, hey, I, and I might be sweet, but I'm not no pushover. 
That's what you need to know. You're not going to bully me. You're not going to make me do anything that you want me to do. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to handle a situation how I want to handle it. Like you said, I agree with him a million percent. You might have to apologize later. But right there at that very second, you're going to let somebody know that you're not going to disrespect me, hurt me, harm me, or none of that no more. And that's why I am in my life right now because I had to dealt with the low self-esteem. I dealt with the letting people, you know, push me over and bully me and all that stuff. Not no more. Not no more. You're going to see a, a Nina that you, you ain't ready to see. And that's what I'm saying. So I agree with you, L1. You know what I mean? It ain't got nothing to do with no uh, low. A perfect example, my documentary out that's out right now, I was reading a couple of comments one day, and a comment was really bad. It was, like, derogatory. And I'm like, whoever wrote this comment must don't have a heart because you're watching my documentary and you just don't have a heart. So I opposed the question to Ice, and he told me, he said, Nina, because I was ready to write something back. I was ready to write a comment. And you know how people do the mad texts with the all capital letters and the mad comment? I was ready to write a mad comment back. But he told me. He humbled me that day. And he been, and I, I took what he said, and every time somebody do something negative and write something negative, I think about what he said, and I just handle it different. He was telling me, no, that's not because you in the public eye. People are looking at you. You have almost 80,000 views. People are looking at you all over the world, so you got to watch how you respond to stuff. And I, when you made the comment about Barack Obama, he was in a high office, so he had to watch how he responded to something, you know what I mean, because everybody is watching. So that's how I kind of look at me nowadays. I have to watch what I say. I can't be Facebook beefing and Instagram beefing with folks. I can't do that because of, you know, what where I am in my life right now. But... I, I, I want to say thank you for humbling me sometimes because, baby, that, that that snap lady will come out. But sometimes I think about what he said, and I just be like, you know what, bring it back, man, bring it back. <laughs> so that's my comment. Okay. Well, here's how I feel. I feel like there's a time and a place for everything. You know, you just can't like 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 you said, Barack being in office. Barack knew what the people were saying about him, but he knew right then wasn't the time to respond. So it's really based on you being able to control self based on your surroundings and your understanding, because every action don't deserve a reaction. Because at the end of the day, like I tell my kids, only you can control you. Can't nobody else control you. Nobody got a remote in your back. It's only you. So it is about self-control at the end of the day, just controlling yourself. If you know how to control yourself and your anger, because that's all it really be about, you getting angry. You know what I'm saying? If you can control your anger, your temperament, then you can control anything in your life. That's all I got to say. All right, let's go to brother. Let's go to brother Ellington. Uh, we've had a lot of deep insight and conversation since you last spoke, uh, I'm like, brother okay, Ellington. So uh, I just oh. want to uh, go ahead, brother. 
Oh, yeah, this is a whole lot of stuff you said that to try to digest. Uh, yeah, self-control is a big issue. One thing I came, that keeps coming up in my mind is the man who walked the water, the perfect individual that gave his life for the sacrifice of our sins. Now, he got angry when uh, the money changers was in the synagogue and turned over the tables and and made a whip and uh, ran everybody out the place. And it says in the Bible, it says, uh, be angry but sin not. So did he lose control or was he in control? You know, um, I think the situation with, uh, I, I like what was addressed about the ego and, uh, you know, the triggers and different things. But as you as you mature and you get older, you come to learn more through your experiences and experiences with other people on how to navigate your anger. And it's always a learning process uh, or navigate your triggers because it's always a learning process. Sometimes you have to be humble in order to overcome somebody else's uh, button that they're trying to push on you and you still win in victory even if they don't realize that you're winning. Sometimes they think they're winning because they spoke uh, uh, vehemently, uh, disrespectfully, and you just was calm and walked away from the situation. And actually, they're the ones who lost the, the, the uh, if you want to call it the battle, you know, in the spirit. Uh, but then at the same time, you have to know when to make a stand where maybe you don't come out of your character, but you have enough wisdom in your character to make that stand where a person will back off just by what you say, you know. Uh, so I, I I agree with everybody's, uh, you know, point of view on how to, uh, you know, uh, respond to different situations. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's where, I, you know, what I'm getting off of this conversation right now. You know, and, and that's deep, you know, and um, my brother, um, you know, um, Imperial, you know, he put it out there, you know, also as well. You know, it's about anger. You know what I'm saying? And many of us have anger issues, you know. But you also got to keep in mind, like L1 said also, you know, there there's a, there are some other factors that play into this also as well because some people um, are taking medicine. And the med- medicine has side effects, right? And then the other issue is for a long time, we didn't even know it. Our water was being poisoned by lead. The paint on our walls and the places where we lived were lead paint, was lead paint. Lead is something that once it enters into the body system, it makes that person super aggressive. Many times when you are training a dog to fight, for dog fighting, you feed that dog gunpowder mixed in the dog food, which increases the aggressiveness of the dog. So, you know, our community... Our community is just not violent because our community is black, you know, 
um, our community is violent because there's a lot of factors that's within our community that has contributed to the aggressiveness that's inside of us by the things that we have been exposed to. Not to mention that we looked up in the sky and we saw planes in the air and they had streaks behind them and we thought, man, that's that's different. Not knowing that our community was being sprayed with chemicals. All of a sudden, we go from a decade of love in the 70s to everybody fighting in the 80s, which is when many of us started seeing these planes. They up in the air, they drawing things like Coca-Cola and different wording, and they spraying, that's spray. And even today, you can look up in the sky and see streaks behind planes. Now you say, well, you know, they were just going fast. Well, why don't commercial airlines have streaks behind them like that? So I just wanted to interject some things into the equation also as well that a lot of times that we don't even understand that we are being chemically induced to be angry, to be aggressive, so that when someone steps on your shoe, someone says something about your mama, when someone says something that you don't like, you automatically jump the gun because of all these chemicals that are in your body. So I want to put that on the table. Um, Purple, see if you can call Chantel and my brother, um, Imperial, see if you can call A-Spark. So both of them are trying to get on. For some reason, um, we're not able to get them on, but if you guys can call them, I'm working the board or else I would call them also myself. So let's see what we can do. But L1, I want to get your feedback on that, my brother. Uh, like I said, man, like you said, you know, it's, it's like, it is a lot of chemicals. It is a lot of side effects to medicine. I'm a prime example for that. Some days I wake up feeling fine and the next minute my mood just switched because maybe this medicine and kicked in and turned that way, but you still got to control yourself. And like I said, I don't want to misconstrue nothing I said. Um, it's never cool to lose your cool. Never. You're always supposed to stay calm. Always supposed to stay calm. Now, situation. If a man slaps your wife, slap that dog piss out of him, you mean to tell me you're going to stay cool if a man slap your wife? Because if you don't react then, she's going to slap you too. She's going to slap you for not hitting him. So you got to be, you can't, oh, baby, he slapped you. Come on, we're going to walk away from that. Turn the other cheek, baby. So it's different levels. Now, stepping on my shoe, no problem. Man, I stepped on your shoe. Me, no problem, bro. Ain't no problem about that, man. Everything cool. Bump into me, no problem. Everything cool. But slapping my wife or putting your hand on my child, harming my child, them different scenarios. So every scenario ain't going to be the same to where you can turn your cheek. Now, I know Barack, we're using Barack for an example. Let somebody would have slapped Michelle Obama in front of the world and watch what he would have done. That's a different thing. Oh, Michelle, we're going to let that ride. No, he wouldn't have let that ride because now he has to defend his home, his wife. You are her protector. How do you stay cool for a man walk up and slap your wife? How? How could you? Unless you just say, oh, baby, we're going to let that ride. But I know your face hurting, but we're going to be good, though. It's just hard, man. You really have to master that, man. 
and I ain't got that. I ain't there yet. God is my witness. Right, and I, and I and I want to bring and, and I want to bring it back home. I know we're using all these examples, but I want to bring it back to the relationship. You know how we react in the actual relationship. Why we why we react the way we react in the relationship. So I know we use an examples, and I did too. I used it about Barack, and we use examples of other examples. But, you know, let's bring it back to triggers. Let's bring it back to actual relationships. What are the, some of the things that we feel like we need to work on? I know with me, I always had a problem with a woman asking me, where you at and what you doing? That was a trigger for me because, see, my son's mother used to do that because she really wanted to know, if I was going somewhere and going to be with somebody. So her questions were really not questions of concern. Where are you at? What are you doing? Her questions were questions of, let me see if I can catch him up being somewhere. So she would time her call. She would call me on her lunch break. I mean, I'm sorry, on my lunch break. And then she would call me maybe about 20 minutes after I got off work. And those things were timing, I felt like, calls. Because you felt like if I was going to do anything or do something, then I would probably be into it 20 to 30 minutes after I got off work. And so, you know, and I created that Frankenstein, you know what I'm saying? With my behavior, I created that Frankenstein. But even to, to this day, when, you know, a woman, you know, or wife or whatever, said, hey, well, where you at? What you been doing? Today, those things are, are a trigger for me. So let's go ahead and go to um, my man Imperial Rio. I, and I don't know if you're able to get A Spark on or he's he's on with yeah, you yet. But go ahead, my brother. You can respond. Okay, my brother A Spark. Yeah. We're talking about we talk we talking about okay we're talking about triggers. Uh, what's some of the triggers that you have in a relationship and why? Okay, so I thought he was on a three-way line with you, my brother. That, that's the only way he can he get on because he, he did call. His call. Oh, okay. I called him. His call must have dropped off. Okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Well, I'm going to go ahead and let you comment on that, and then um, maybe after that you could try to get him back on. Okay, well, me, as far as triggers, I, like I said, you know, I really just ain't keen on nobody not being 100 about what they say. Hello? Yeah, yeah, you hear yeah. Go ahead. I'm just not keen on nobody not being 100 about what they say they're going to do. You know what I'm saying? Because I've had, you know, people who be like, well, I'm going to go do this and get this done, and then we can carry on with this plan. If we got a plan, stick to the plan. That's just me. I'm one of those people that I'm a, I'm a person. I'm a stickler for things going exactly as we say they're gonna go, according to plan. I mean, unless something detrimental comes up where it has to change, then don't change it. But now, understanding that that's one of my triggers, what I do is instead of asking people to do it or expecting a person to do it, I do it myself. 
That way I don't have to worry about it not getting done. Right. Right. Let's see if we can get A Spark back on. He said he can hear us talking, but uh, we can't hear you, brother. Um, and you, you. Well, hold on. Try to call him back. Yeah, okay. A Sparks is back on. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Now I had to hung up the what's the name thing. You hung up you hung up from there? Yeah. No, brother, we 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 can hear you, brother. We can hear you, brother. Go ahead and speak. Uh, oh, okay. There you go, A Sparks. Okay, okay, okay. All right, yeah, so what I was saying was, um, you know, when I was married, my thing was the attitude. I, my, that was my trigger. I don't, I don't deal in attitude. I deal in truth. We're adults. We talk. We speak like adults. If you treat me like a child, I'm going to react like a child. And what I mean by that is that's going to cause me to have attitude, and then I stop listening. So what I found out was, and it took me a while because I was married 13 years, my wife was not interested in solving a problem. She was interested in winning an argument, and that's two different things. So when, you, when you're interested in winning an argument, you can care less about solving the problem. All you want to do is save and do whatever you got to do to win that argument. And so that was, my, that was one of my biggest beefs. And from the time I was born, I don't know where it came from, I don't like being disrespected. It's, it's ingrained inside of me. And I'm going to tell you, it took a whole lot of church to get out of me because I used to get into fights a lot. It was, it was like... It was like uh, that, that movie, Back to the Future, when they called him Yellow. You can say anything you want to say to me, but when you disrespect me, boom, something just clicked inside of me, and I was ready to fight. And I got into a lot of problems. A lot of trouble. And I, I grew up, my, my, my parents sent me to Taekwondo to this gym in Maywood, and I started learning Taekwondo with this guy named Kevin McClinton who was trained by Chuck Norris. And so if it wasn't for that, that right there to control my temper in my youth, that helped me control my temper that helped me get through some tough times and then i met this one mentor when i was uh working at a hot dog stand a guy named jr who's also a, in uh the same high school i went to but he also helped me discover uh control my temper but then what i really started doing was uh meditating and praying every single day so like when i get out of bed the first thing i do is i meditate and i pray so i start the day off trying to control you know set my mind up right for the day if i don't do that if I don't try to put myself in a good frame of mind, then a lot of times I'm not prepared for the day. And if somebody, like you said, step on my toes or those triggers are still readily available in the front, front forelobe of my mind. And a lot of times, you know, I don't react the way I would want to react. I try to react in a Christian way or in a, in a godly-like fashion, you know, the way Jesus would want us to react. That's where I'm trying to be. But it, for, it took a long time and a lot of church to get to that point because my triggers were severe when it comes to disrespect and attitude. So now I don't deal with drama in my life because I know it's something as, like uh, Brother Ellington said, navigating your triggers. And, and I love that, that phrase because that's exactly what I do. I don't deal with drama in my life. If you, if you, if you start instigating or creating drama, you're gone. I don't hesitate. There's, there's no emotion to it. I know that's something I don't need in my life. I don't, I don't want it. I'm too old to 
being surrounded anymore. And I know it's a trigger for me. So I, I, I leave that alone. But I, I, I agree with Brother Ellington. As you get older, you learn how to deal with it. And I tell you, meditation in the morning and prayer, there's nothing like it that, that helps me focus throughout the day. We appreciate those comments right there, my brother A. Spark. We are now an hour into our show, and we're going to go ahead and get the final thoughts from everybody. So let's go ahead and get the final thoughts from you, brother Ellington, and then we'll do L1, A. Spark, and then my man Imperial Real, and then I'll close out. So, brother Ellington, let's get your final thoughts. Okay. Um, L1, let's get your final thoughts. Okay, can you guys still hear me? I can still hear you. Okay. Um, L1 or Brother Ellington, are you? I see you on the line. I just want to make sure that you guys, if you guys were not available, then let's go ahead and go to A Spark. Give us your, give us your final thoughts, my brother. Well, I just want to say that you know, for our triggers, I think it's important to recognize them and understand what they are, and then pray on them. You know, if you got something you know that you're dealing with, man, take some time in the morning. Put some put some soft music on and and think and put God in your heart and in your mind before you even begin your day. It will do you a, a great service. I promise you. Okay, Imperial Real. Yeah, well, all I gotta say is identify your triggers, work on ways to better yourself so that there are no longer triggers and then change the people around you if you feel like these are the people that keep setting off your triggers mm-hmm. change your circle mm-hmm. you elevate yourself elevate your friends that's as simple as that all right now i close out with this you know the devil can't win playing god's game so you know what what the what the cross is is supposed to symbolize okay it's it's not supposed to symbolize a religious symbol it's supposed to symbolize a symbol of mastery so in the cross you have one vertical stick or pole which represents truth which represents righteousness which represents discipline, and it represents control. And then you have another stick or pole that is a horizontal line. That horizontal line represents the lower nature of ourselves. The only way the lower nature of myself can be controlled is with law. And with that upright portion of that cross. And so when we bear our own cross, that means that we control ourselves. And so I want you guys to keep that in mind, consider that in mind, and begin to think of ways where you can master the lower nature of yourself. Because it is only what you can see, only what you can hear. And only what you can feel 
that has the chance and the opportunity to alter your mood and your character. Mm. All right. Thank y'all for tuning in to Real Talk Thursdays. On behalf of Nina Purple Rain, Precious, my man Imperial Real Rail, and this is your brother Black Ice. We've been on a four-time national award-winning Thank y'all so much. Good night.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.